It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Which incoming transfer will have the biggest impact on the Auburn football program? We tell you on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a Wednesday, so we bring in Mike G of the War Report to celebrate War Report Wednesday. And Mike G, today, you and I, we are ranking the incoming transfers impact on the Auburn football program. We're going Mm. seven to one of the seven guys. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you to, to lead this off. Mike G of the seven current transfers that Auburn has coming to the program, who will have the least amount of impact? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Eugene Asante. Oh, okay. The North Carolina transfer. Um, we have Owen Papo returning, uh, you know, Eku Leota really showed us a lot. Uh, you know, we've got some young talent there. I know a lot of people are worried about linebacker after, you know, Zacoby, you know, made his exit. Yeah. But I I like this kid. I, I do like him. So, I mean, in no way is this an indictment on his talent. Mm-hmm. But as far as positions are concerned, um, I, I'm not sure that he's going to have a huge impact this year. So, I think he'll be a contributor, certainly, but but mm, not not a huge impact. Well, I think he's going to play, right? And right. so there's a few guys on this list that I don't think are going to play in 2022 or beyond for Auburn. Um, I do think Eugene Asante plays in 2022. I think he has a chance to start even in 2023. So he is not seventh on my list. He's a little bit higher. He's not super high, but he's a little bit higher. But I get where you're coming from. I, I absolutely get where you're coming from, especially with um, the way Auburn's recruited that position, there's going to be some real battles for the starting spots at that uh, that position next year too. So I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, my seventh is uh, Desalen Warsham. I just don't really see a clear path to playing time for this kid in 2022 or really even beyond that. Battled injuries consistently. I think he's got the traits that you want to see. Um, but, you know, you look at the future of this wide receiver position – and I think there's some rising stars on this depth chart. And I don't think Desalen William, uh, Warsham is ever going to really hop above a Jay Fair um, or really anybody in this most recent class. I'll even throw, you know, Amari Kelly in there. I, I just don't see the upside really um, eclipsing those guys when you look at the future of the Auburn football program and also his impact this year. I, I think will be very little, uh, if any at all. Yeah, I think uh, that DeZalen has a chance if things aren't going well uh, to get on the field. This year? Now, yeah, I mean, wide receivers has been a much maligned position, uh, you know, over the last few years. Pretty much since Seth and Schwartz left, it's been, you know, sure. people are worried about experience there. So um, you've got some guys, you've got some incumbents there, yeah. Shedrick Jackson and Malcolm Johnson, that I certainly think are going to be on the field. You know, beyond that, I think there are a bunch of question marks about who fills the roles beyond those guys. So um, we'll see in the first two games, 
if we see him, we'll get to see a little bit of what he has to offer maybe in those first two games, you know, if Auburn is blowing them out like they should be. Yep. All right, I'll uh, I'll list my number six first. You're about to get mad at me. Are you ready? Uh, Robbie Ashford. Oh, okay. I you know I don't I'm not mad at that. Once again, I don't think he really plays. You and I kind of went back and forth on, you know, is he going to have packages drawn up for him? And once again, I cannot stress if Robbie Ashford wins the job, um, I, I think it's going to be great for him, and he's going to have an awesome opportunity. And I think that really means he impressed his team and the coaching staff. But I, I, I just don't predict that that's going to happen. Um, I don't think you do either. I do think we differ on his potential upside a little bit, and I do think we differ on if he's not the starter, how often does he get on the field? And so I'm in the camp of, you know, Brian Harson historically does not use backup quarterbacks. Mm. Um, he doesn't use mobile quarterbacks. It doesn't really seem like a natural fit to me. Um, I think Ashford has the ability. I think he won the spring game as far as, you know, the most impressive player. But I just, Mike G, I just don't think it's going to be enough. So as far as potential impact on the Auburn football program, I got him at six out of the seven currently. Yeah, it's hard to see a path, a clear path. Let me put it that way, a clear path for anybody at quarterback right now. Um, So I don't necessarily disagree with that. Robbie Ashford has a ton of talent. Um, he's got elite athleticism. Uh, you know, he's a two sport guy Yeah, uh, and he can throw the football. He's a quarterback. Uh, you know, uh, in talking to him, you know, he's got, he's shown us everything that he has to offer. And, and even in the spring, uh, you know, they ran kind of like a limited package for him based on mm-hmm. the amount of the playbook that he was able to absorb this spring. Right. So, you know, these guys, it's really hard to project out a quarterback for these guys that have come in because they have so much catching up to do on the system. Uh, I like Robbie Ashford, but but I agree. I just think this year doesn't have to be his year. If he's going to be the guy, this year doesn't have to be his year. Then I think it asks, you know, you got to ask the question of like, if it's not this year, when is it? Because if he loses the job, whether it's to Zach Calzado, TJ Finley, and I guess for the sake of the conversation, we'll even put Holden Gurner in here. All of those dudes are going to probably be the starter for multiple years. And then, you know, if it is Zach Calzado, TJ Finley, and let's say they have an outstanding year and they don't, you know, use all of their eligibility and they go to the draft. I mean, I think that would be every Auburn fan's pipe dream at this point, but it's just like, let's assume that happens. It's probably Gurner that's next. Yeah, I mean, so I I, I don't don't really see it. Maybe uh, it's again, really hard to project with quarterback. Uh, My number six is Jason Jones. Okay. So uh, again, in terms of potential impact this year, I think he's going to see the field. I think he's going to see the field, but I'm least worried about things on on the defensive side of the ball. (laughs) Are are, are we doing specifically this year, Mike G? Um, Or just, yeah, this year. Okay. This year, yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it, uh, uh, Jason Jones has an immense amount of talent. He's a big guy too. Huge. Is that yeah, guy? Massive. He's a big guy. Um, he he's athletic. Right. Uh, you know, he's smart. Uh, just all the things that you would want in a defensive player. I think that we're pretty solid on D line though. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the competition looks like there. And like, when you talk about potential impact, a lot of those guys are going to get a chance to contribute. Because we traditionally have rotated a lot of guys on that defensive line to keep the line fresh. Right. So all those guys will have an impact, but I think it's going to be more of a collective effort on defensive line than any single guy 
you know, dominating. I get that. I get that. And yeah, you know, who's going to be the bigger bodied inside guy that's not the three technique? Right. Um, Jones has a chance to be that. Um, so does yeah. Marquise Burks, um, which is probably the projected guy right now. But that'll be a, that'll be a fun battle to see nonetheless. All right. Who is our number five in regards to impact to the Auburn football program moving forward, grading all of these transfers? We'll tell you in just a moment. But first, I got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. And look, what they are putting out right now is incredible. Look, imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, then opening your eyes and realizing it's just 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat one of these bad boys. These birthday cake puffs by Built Bar. They're delicious. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein. And it keeps you full because it's got all that protein inside of there. And it tastes delicious, folks. You need to go check it out. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G., before we jump into our fifth transfer on this list mm. what's going on at the war report uh lots of interviews we are interview central this summer so Sweet. bringing auburn fans the content that they want to see uh, i mentioned jason jones at number six uh we finished up an interview with him right now i think fans will be really interested to hear uh this guy speak man he's just a, a great pickup for harson and his squad yeah. uh you know i really think that you know in the interviews that we've done um the players that they're bringing in are bringing a lot to the table and right. I'm just looking forward to seeing how that translates to the field. Yeah. Fantastic. Be sure to check that out. Just search the war rapport on YouTube. My number five is a guy that you already mentioned, Eugene Asante, the, mm. the transfer from, from North Carolina. And I have him where he is behind these other guys, because like, I don't think he's a starter and I think there's a chance for all these guys in front of them to start but I do think he will be in the rotation. I do think he'll be involved on special teams. So I think he'll play. And I think the guys behind him probably won't play this season or at all moving forward. I think Eugene Asante has the upside of a starter after 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number five is Zaylon Worsham. So again, much maligned group for wide receivers. Uh, and if things haven't turned the corner, I expect this year, Harson to try everything <laughs> to get it right. So if we are dropping balls at the same rate that we did to begin last season, mm -hmm. I mean, we were on pace to drop like a hundred balls through like three games. Yeah. They fixed that issue. Uh, but I'll be interested to see how the receivers uh, perform. I think they're going to do much better, but if for some reason we're still having problems, I expect them to give Worsham a look. I hope he gets the opportunity because that then makes it easier to go get guys in the portal moving forward. 
right? Because you right. can say, hey, we brought this guy in. The year before, we bought, brought Demetrius Robertson in, and we really tried to get him a bigger role, but he wasn't really ready for it, it seemed like, at times last season. So it's like, I, I'm there with you. I'm pulling for him. I, I just don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you want to do your number four first? Yeah, uh, my number four is Robbie Ashford. Okay. So I have him dead smack in the middle uh, mm. here. I think it could go either way for him this season. I, I can see a lot of potential scenarios where he becomes a contributor this year or maybe not at all. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got Robbie dead smack in the middle. It's hard, right? I don't think anything solidified at quarterback. So, um, you know, there's a lot of potential for all of these guys to carve out some role for themselves. And Robbie's kind of an interesting position where it doesn't really matter who wins the job. <clears throat> I think there may be a potential role for him or package for him in this offense just based on, again, elite athleticism. So he's a quarterback, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Harson use Ashford in some critical situations or some specialty situations this year. Yeah, I just we've never seen Harson do that before. Would he do it this season? Hey, listen, when you go where you never been, you got to do what you never done. So SEC's oh, is that, a whole new that's, game, the that's the secret. That's the secret is you need to to use your mobile backup quarterback. Man, yeah, maybe it is. SEC's a whole new game, and there's a lot going to be a lot of pressure. I don't expect him to leave any tricks in the bag this season. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, anything that, you know, makes the defense have to think a little bit more, I'm all for. Just don't do what Gus Malzahn did with those kind of situations and just run the same play every time. Yeah, you know, actually have sure. some, you know, actually be creative with it. Um, oh, looking down the list here, yep, same play. Right, <laughs> right. You may have some different motions, and it's like, oh, they're setting something up. It's going to be, then they never use it. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. got it, got it. Um, my number four is Jason Jones. Um, similar reason that you just said, and but I, I think he has a chance to be a starter. Um, I don't think he's going to be, but I think he's going to be a key guy in the rotation, especially in short yardage situations, especially in early downs. Curious to see how much they put him on the field in third and long and second and long situations, mm -hmm. but that'll just be kind of fun to see how, you know, Coach Brumbaugh uses that defensive line rotation in mm -hmm. different scenarios and who he sees as a pass rusher and how much they expect opposing offenses to run the ball on second and long. I think that's going to be a fun tendency to look at and how they use all of these guys. And also how opposing offenses sub in and out and how much you're yeah. able to kind of, you know, play matchups when it comes to I, that. I agree. When we interviewed him, he strikes you as the kind of guy that is going to always know his assignment. I yeah. think Jason Jones comes off as the type of guy that coaches will trust because of what's up here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I think there'll be a role for him. I, I like him in there. I just think there are a lot of options on defense. Sure. And there's, according to him, even there's great competition going on between everybody. So I'm excited to see what he has to offer. Yeah, and I believe him. I, I believe that there's competition happening everywhere, for sure. I think it's interesting, Mike G, before we move into each of our uh, top three, that we had the same four players in four through seven just in different order, which means we have the same players in one through three in probably different orders. Um, so, I don't know. Fun observation. All right. My number three is DJ James, the the transfer corner from, uh, from Oregon. Um, once again, I think he has a chance to start. I think his path to playing time is very, very clear. I think he could be a really good um, boundary side corner 
And I don't know exactly how Coach Schmetting is going to use the corners, if they're going to have a guy that's just on each side of the field, or if they're going to have a guy that's boundary and a guy that's field side. I, I'm not sure. But um, he was really good in run defense for the Oregon Ducks last season. He was very physical. But he seems to be pretty comfortable away from the line of scrimmage too, which is something right. that we haven't always seen these corners do, especially in this new style of defense that Derek Mason introduced last year coming from the Kevin Steele era. And I think that could be good. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to do a lot of the things that are asked of him in 2022. So he may not be a starter. I think he's going to be, but he may not be. And um, regardless, he's going to play a lot. Yeah, listen, DJ James played a lot of football last year. This is not a guy that's coming in with no experience. Like he played football in the pack last year. So, uh, you know, talking to Robbie and uh, Jay Fair and some of these other guys, uh, DJ James uh, is a guy who I, I believe will contribute this well this year as well. Yeah. Cool. Who is your uh, who's your number three? Uh, my number three is Craig McDonald, the new guy. Too low. The most rec- too low. <laughs> the most recent one. Now, look. Smoke left a hole. And depending on who you talk to, even with smoke there, there was a hole. So, like, there's some. There's there's some improvement that we can make at the safety position. Mm-hmm. And I I think that Craig, hear me out, Zach. Okay. Craig McDonald is going to be one of these guys that, based on how he does, we're going to tell a lot about this staff's ability to be able to evaluate players. I think he's an interesting pickup. I think he has a chance to contribute. What his ceiling is and how well he does in this scheme will tell us a lot about how – much or little stars will matter to this staff during their tenure here at Auburn. So yeah. he was a three-star guy coming out of high school. He's still a three-star guy in the portal. Uh, he's you better know, than a three-star guy. He's, yeah, they see something in this kid. And if you're right, then you know maybe I have him too low, but I, I'm intrigued by this one. Yep, yep. I'll talk more about Craig McDonald when he pops up on my list. Mike G tells you his number two in uh, in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, or SUV. So you're going to go to these stores, you're going to go to the dealership, and they're going to do the same thing you can do just by pulling out your phone and going to rockauto.com. And then they're going to call and say, hey, we got your part and you got to go pick it up. But if you go to rockauto.com, it'll just ship directly to your door so you can save time and you can save money when using rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils. They even have new carpet for your car. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn. And their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That is at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
All right, Mike G. I think I know who your number two is. I assume it's the guy I just talked about, but I, I'll, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, my number two is DJ James. Makes sense. Now, uh, I keep referencing these player interviews. Guys, DJ James has burners. He is allegedly top three fastest guys on this team right now. I'll take it. So he's got elite speed. Now, when we talked to Robbie Ashford, Robbie tried to sell us that they've got like 30 guys that run under 4-4 or something crazy. Something crazy. But then the more we talk to players, it, it seems like Auburn does have elite speed at almost every position. So I think that losing, um, losing Roger, you know, what team doesn't have a need for a fast corner? For sure. a guy who can make up ground, you know, if he's beat, uh, you know, get to a spot before a receiver, you know, if he, when you're fast and you know the scheme and your assignment, you can be dangerous. Sure. I got DJ James at number two. I think that makes sense. I think that makes total sense. What may not make sense to a lot of people is who I have at number two. <laughs> <laughs> I have Zach Calzada at number two. Oh, why, Zach? Why? Okay. All right. Explain yourself. Uh, I think this has more to do with who I have at number one versus who I have at number two. But mm-hmm. no, I, I think uh, I think Calzada can do uh, can do a lot for this offense. I think he's going to win the starting job. Um, which I was in the TJ Finley camp throughout spring, and I, I just don't think he did enough. Uh, I think it's going to be Zach Calzada's to 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 lose at this point, and so uh, I, I think he's going to have a ton of impact on this program. I'm just really high on who I have at one. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, you have Calzada at one. He's the only player you haven't mentioned. Why? Yeah, is, he's the only one. Yeah. yeah. Why is he I've at one? Him, I've got him at one uh, because if we're to believe that this race is bet- between TJ Finley and somebody else, it's going to be Zach Calzada. Right. And uh, you know, depend. I, I think TJ left the door a little open this spring. So, or at the least, at very least, didn't shut it. Zach Calzada. We didn't see him during spring, but he was getting work and. I'll tell you, a lot of folks have been saying that Calzada is working his butt off this right. spring. So nothing is better for a team than two guys competing and trying their best to win a job. I could see it going either way. Uh, I like Calzada. I like the things that the players are saying about him. I always like hearing about how hard guys are working behind the scenes. And everybody we've talked to has talked about his work ethic. So uh, you, you're going to see – in the first two games, we're going to see both TJ Finley and Zach Calzada. You think so, we'll do? You think we're going to do that? One hundred percent. I hope we don't if, do that. If, That's if so annoying. Not, not not as a pack. Not as like a package deal. I don't think they'll switch out quarterbacks. I think we're blowing some team out, and you see one of those guys early third oh. quarter. Okay, gotcha. Right is, is how is how I think. Uh, um, you know, whoever do, the do they come in with the starters, or does uh, the whole second team unit come in? Mm, that's it, a great question. Because that's a, there's a big difference between the two, right? Yeah. If I had to guess, I would say that whoever is second team is going to get a, at least a drive or two with the starters if it's going the way we hope it goes. Yeah. I mean, if, if Auburn's up 42 nothing or 42-3 against Mercer mm-hmm. and backup quarterback comes in, like, is John Samuel Shanker still in the game catching passes? Yeah. yeah I think that that was a problem for TJ last year was when we got up, we put him in. He got in in a couple of games, but we put him in with the backups. Yeah, then when and he then, had to play with the starters, it was 
too late in the season. Right. Everybody yeah. was just so far ahead of us. Right. I'm thinking that the coaches learn from that mistake and get whoever is number two some work with the starters because you may need them whether you think you are or not. I'm there injuries, with you, man. I'm yeah, there. I'm injuries there with happen. You. you know, so I just, I just, I got Calzada at the top of my list because the SEC is a brutal grind. And I hope that all these guys stay healthy. But if injuries happen, another lesson I think they should have learned from last year is you have to be able to go to number two and not leave your number one out there on one leg like we saw them do twice last season. Right. So You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, My number one is Craig McDonald. I am firmly, Mike G, firmly planting my flag in Mm -hmm. the, uh, the Craig McDonald Hill I'm and not I'm, mad at it. And I'm prepared to die here. I'm prepared okay. to die on this hill. I think he's going to be an incredible addition. It may not be day one, but I think he will be an incredible, an incredible addition to this football program, but specifically the defensive backfield. Mm, I'm here for it. Sweet. I'm here for that. But like I, like I told you, if you're right, that means that we have some elite evaluators of talent on this team because it yeah, means they're not, I mean, they're not just chasing, they're just not chasing stars, right? They're actually evaluating guys and finding guys who are a good fit. And you now know. to be clear, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think we're already seeing Harson and this staff go after dudes that like aren't ranked in the two, four, seven sports composite. Mm-hmm. And then they offer them and then a bunch of Etsy schools offer them the next week. Like I, I think they're doing a good job at that, but also like the way we're assigning stars to guys in the transfer portal it's early, mm-hmm. and I don't think we've really figured that out yet. Because, yeah, like, that's fair. I would much rather have, in most situations, I would much rather have a three-star guy that's already played and been successful in D1 than a four-star freshman, incoming freshman kid. That's just me. But I would just rather have the experience and the higher floor, but that's just me. Um, also, the reason I have Craig McDonald 1 and Zach Calzada 2 is I think we went over this on a fax or not a few weeks ago, and I've answered this question before in a mailbag or something similar. Like, you know, if you had to bet, you know, does Auburn have one quarterback start a game this year, or do they have more than one? And it's like, eh, I bet two, I bet, the, you know, a different quarterback start in different games this season for whatever reason. And so um, I think just by the nature of that being our response, it kind of lessens it a little bit. I see. Let me see. Like I said, I'm not mad at it. Sure. I, I'm I'm super excited to see um, the fruition of all the work that they've done this offseason. You know, how they evaluate talent, you know, is is why we're talking about these discussions about how guys rank. Right. I think I think they I think they're doing a great job bringing in talented, smart, high character guys um, that have both high mental and physical ceilings. So so yeah. it should be fun to watch. No, I think it's a good group. I think it's a good group and I think it will continue to grow. Um if you are commenting in the YouTube comments how dumb we are, you can do that. But you have to give us your list as well. That's you have right. to give us your list as well. You can't just shoot us. You got to shoot us and gonna give us uh, what the correct rankings are, please. So uh, then if you're watching on um, on our, our listing via podcast, yeah, just check us out and let us know what you think in the Locked On Auburn Discord. That link is in the episode description down below. Mike G, one more time. How can people find you, watch you, hear you, all that good stuff? Yeah, just going over to the YouTube. 
type in the war report check us out on podcast too we are the auburn express on apple Podcasts. that's powered by the war report lots of great stuff lots of great interviews coming these next few weeks yeah be sure to check all that out this has been locked on auburn thank you so much for making us your first listen for your second listen go check out our friends at locked on sec chris gordy doing a great job over there john garcia sports illustrated recruiting expert and locked on insider joins us tomorrow all right here on locked on auburn the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.